beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, Zion, the beautiful city of God. And we're marching on to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Amen. Be seated. Hear me on that. Did not hear me. Good morning, Whites Ferry Road. Welcome on this lovely morning. You know why it's so lovely? Because we're all getting that pollen washed away, right? Yay! It's like God's neti pie, just washing it all out of our system there. Isn't that great? We're so glad that you chose to be with you and with us this morning, and uh, we hope we hang around a little bit and let us get to know you. If you're uh, visiting with us, we're so glad, and especially uh, honored that you have chosen to be with us. If you didn't get one of those cards, uh, be sure and fill one out so we can have a record of your visit. We have a lot going on, so if you would, we have some guys walking down the aisle. If you need a bulletin, wave at them, and they'll, uh, they'll get you a bulletin as well. A uh, couple of things uh, as we get started this morning. High school seniors, uh, your senior Sunday is April the 27th. It's been moved up. If you, Parents, if you've not turned in the pictures, please do so. And this is very important. If you, already, if you emailed them to us last week, resend those. We had some email issues last week, and somewhere they're lost in the World Wide Web somewhere and didn't get to us. So please resend those if you would. Uh, but please get those as soon as possible. We start working on that video this week. Um, also, uh, got a couple of PowerPoint slides there that we've got. And as they're pulling those up, we also want to mention about time running out. If uh, you are wanting to register for Camp Chioka on the first session, it's filling up. So go to www.campchioka.com and uh, register your child for that first junior session or, or any of those sessions that are there. Also, we want to mention that today, 40 years, Lee and Lauren Vincent got married. All right, 40 years ago. Congratulations. No, my birthday was last month. Y'all missed that one. The, uh, but we're not going to miss that. 40 years. Congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, now, PowerPoint, we have uh, an Easter egg hunt, Sunday, April 17th, 4 to 6. Sunday, April 13th, 4 to 6, over out at Calhoun at Miss Lindy's house in that area. Uh, that's changed, times and all have changed, so uh, be sure you get that right. Uh, we'll still need some plastic candy, uh, plastic eggs, not plastic candy. That would be, that would be funny later, but we still need candy and plastic eggs or filled eggs. Let me put my glasses on. I can read also, on Easter Sunday, the 20th, uh, we will have two services, no Bible class in between or anything. So 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock service, and Phil will be preaching uh, both of those services uh, for us. also want you to know that over the next two or three weeks, we will be shooting live. We are, we'll be streaming on the Internet, doing some practice stuff. And uh, by the 1st of uh, by April, excuse me, by Easter Sunday, we will be uh, full-fledged there. We also... I um, want you to know that we also have our YouTube page up that uh, Zach records our services and ed edits and puts those things up. So if you are walking in front down here from time to time, be aware of what's being broadcast. 
you know, that part of you that might, you might not want on the World Wide Web might be there. So it might be easier for you if you need to come to this side or that side to go out that way so that you don't have parts of you that don't need to be broadcast here and there. And we'll just leave it at that. So uh, was that good enough? Did I say that right? Okay, good deal, good deal. All right, good deal. All right, well, thank you so much for being here. We're going to have a baby blessing. So as, as we're praying, if our elders would come on down. Uh, and we'll get things going today. Father, we thank you so much for loving us and being a part of uh, uh, our life. And thank you for taking the initiative to uh, save us, to be part of this redemptive kingdom that you have established. Help us to understand our identity and our purpose in this world to glorify you. And as we head into our service this morning, we'll be a a fragrant offering uh, to your throne. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Gavin Robertson, would you bring your family on up here so we can have your baby blessing? Ask uh, Jason how many more they were going to have, and he said as many as she'll let me have. Added, I think she's uh, going to draw the draw the line on this one. But uh, three great boys, and uh, what a blessing, guys, to be parents. Um, it's such an awesome responsibility that God has given us, but it's just uh, it's just a blessing. And you know, I like to tell parents because I I mean I look back and it just seemed like. Boom, it was over with, and uh, in fact, a man came in this morning that I knew back when my kids were born, and he's gotten old, and so have I, but it doesn't seem like that long ago, but you, you basically have one shot at raising your kids, and God said for us to train up our children in the way that they should go, and when they get old, they won't depart from it, so I charge you both this morning as parents and even grandparents to participate in this process, and members of the church here and other believers to help you out with this and support you, and and to, I just charge you to raise these boys up, and um, and I know you're already doing that, just to raise them up to love God and respect Him and to be obedient to Him. And I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed if you do that. God will bless you and will bless your family. And when you're old like some of us, you'll look back on it and say, man, it is such an incredible thing to have cr- kids who are believers and who are active in the kingdom, and they're impacting other people's lives, and all of the hard work that we put into these boys well worth it. I promise you that will be true. And uh, one of the ways you do that is to, um, in fact, I think it's the main thing, just every time you turn around, here's a New Testament for Gavin. Every time you turn around, you're just putting God's word into his mind and into his heart and the other two boys, and you live out the life that God's laid out for you to live in this book, and it pays dividends, I promise. So let's go to God in prayer and ask God to give blessing on your family right now. Father God, we are so grateful for this couple. I remember the first day that they walked into this building. I remember um, just like it was yesterday. And I'm just so proud of the growth that has taken place in their lives, their commitment to this body, their commitment to their small group, God, that they're part of. God, I pray, too, that you will put a burning fire in their hearts that says, I am going to train up my children to respect God, to love him, to honor him, and to obey him, to glorify his name throughout the days of their lives. 
God, they'll never give up. I pray that they will have that kind of commitment. They will never give up on this mission that you've given them that is above probably all other missions on the face of this earth to train their children up. This is where discipleship begins, God. And I, I pray that you'll put that on their hearts. God, help those of us who are older and maybe even some people in the church here who are younger that can help them do this to, to lead their children to be disciples, God, that we'll have that support group here for them. Thank you so much for their faith and their faithfulness. I thank you, God, that they've come forward this morning to ask for this church to pray for you to bless their family and their marriage. In your son's name we pray. Amen. May blessings be upon you, precious baby. May favor rest upon your family. We serve a God who's the of our praise. Let's stand up together as we start this off and let's sing with our hearts, with our voices, with everything about us as we do. May it just as As the people turn to pray from the mountain to the valley, from the heavens to the nations. Singing, fill the air. May our light shine in the darkness as we walk before the cross. May your glory from the mountain to the valley hear our praises rise to from the heavens to the nations hear our singing fill the air hallelujah 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 
mighty God, the Lord God reigns. The Lord reigns. He is a mighty God, the Lord God reigns. Great is the Lord Almighty. He is Lord, He is God indeed. Great is the Lord Almighty. He is God supreme. Great is the Lord Almighty. He is Lord, He is God indeed. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. The Lord reigns. He is the mighty God, the Lord God reigns. The Lord reigns. He is the mighty God, the Lord God reigns. Great is the Lord Almighty, He is Lord, He is God indeed. Great is the Lord Almighty, He is God supreme. Great is the Lord Almighty, He is Lord, He is God indeed. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord Almighty, He is Lord, He is God indeed. Great is the Lord Almighty, He is God supreme. Great is the Lord Almighty, He is Lord, He is God indeed. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Amen. Be seated. Get into your perfect plan. You gently call me into your presence. Guiding me by your Holy Spirit, teach me, dear Lord, to live all of my life through your eyes. I'm captured by your holy calling, set me apart, I know you're drawing me to yourself, lead me, Lord, I by your holy calling set me apart 
so much because of our selfishness and our, we're just geared towards self a lot. But when we understand what he's done, who he is, what he's done, it makes it so much easier to then give ourselves over to the one who is that amazing. We're going to sing three songs here, each one of them focusing in on Jesus our Savior and what better way or what better one to focus on. We begin with wonderful, merciful Savior. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Counselor, Comforter, King, Spirit, we long to embrace. You offer hope when hearts have hopelessly lost our way. Oh, we've hopelessly lost our way. You are the one that we Oh 
arms always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger for. You are the one. Sweet Jesus, we do. We hunger for you. I pray that each and every day the magnitude of what you've done will overwhelm us even more. And we will call out to you, we will cry out to you, and we will give our lives to you. Uh, renewed each and every day. It's in your name we pray. Amazing. 
above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man. You were there before the world began, above all for the cup of the Lord's Supper, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? When we break the bread, aren't we sharing the body of Christ? Just as there is one loaf, so we... Please bow with me now. Dear Lord, uh, I hope that you just touch everybody's heart, Lord, and uh, let everybody know that we all support them because we are one, because you died for us as a group. We are one in you. Just never pray. Amen. I Jesus, I love thee. I
another verse. It's uh, Philippians 1, 3 through 6. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all of my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion on the day of Christ. Please bow with me now. Dear Lord, I just pray that everybody in this room understands the great joy I have in being able to come up here and pray over you as we take part of communion to save all of us. Dear Lord, I hope that everyone here understands that you love them completely, utterly. Dear Lord. got one last verse. It's First uh, Corinthians 10, 23, 24. You say everything is permitted, but not everything is good for us. Everybody be willing and freely giving back to you, Lord, because you created everything and you've given us everything we have. And dear Lord, I just hope and pray that everyone in this room, Lord, will have something to give back to you, even if it isn't money. And dear Lord, I thank you again for giving me this opportunity to talk in front of the church. Just name, I pray. Amen. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do. For all that you promised and all that you are is all that has carried me through. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, thank you, Lord, and I thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you for loving and setting me free, thank you for giving your life just for me.
a slight contrast of age for those who are serving up front this morning, you'll notice. Uh, but their turn will come too, won't it? <laughs> Look, uh, giving, particularly for mercy's sake, is one of the things that moves our God more than anything else. Sometimes we forget about ministries that minister. Marla, are you here this morning? Marla, stand up where we can see. Supposedly, I'm supposed to die about six months after I go on that. So I know the Lord's involved, but it must have something because that's the way God operates, isn't it? Now, some of our visitors today uh, won't understand, but on the first Sunday of each month, we take up a special collection just to help the people of our congregation. Now, we do a lot of relief work around the world. But this collection is for those among us in great need, accidents, cancer, and you've been doing it. I don't think everybody's been putting in, but a dollar here, if it's sent there, makes a difference. So this morning, if you would, you be the hospice for our people here and share. Things that obviously are contrary to your will when a nation runs up debts that won't be able to be paid and the terrible pain that will come out of the fall. But the blessing that we have of giving to each other, to our forever family, Now that, Father, that's to your praise. Please bless those who give and bless those who receive. We ask this with the help of the Spirit, through Jesus, and certainly, Father, certainly for your glory. Amen. Hosanna, you're my King.
Everybody's meeting this morning, so let those folks out. King's Playground, Explorers, and Bible Hour all meeting. And as they clear the aisle, then stand up and say good morning to someone. So, someone you haven't spoken to yet.
Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart, oh, his mercy reigned. morning church want to welcome you here this morning whether you had to boat in or swim in or wade in however you got here we're glad that you're here this morning we just wrapped up an awesome study in the book of revelation and we're kind of leading up robertson is going to be speaking and so i want to invite you to bring friends and loved ones and neighbors and whoever else you can wrangle in here it's going to be a good service between now and then, which is on the 20th, we're going to be talking about the scene at the cross. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, celebrates the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But there are some events that precede the resurrection that I hope will be an encouragement to you to talk about 
and something that uh, helps you grow up in your faith and in your knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So bow with me if you would and let's pray before we get started. Pursuing them and that he is right next to them right here this morning. Hoping that they reach out to him as he's been reaching out to them. And God, as we talk about people in Scripture who have come so close to truth and so close to life and so close to victory, yet who have fallen so far away from those things, my prayer is that no one here under the sound of my voice today would fall victim in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to be talking about the thief on the cross that was unrepentant. And the title of my sermon this morning is called, When Close Doesn't Count. When Close Doesn't Count. I want to put a picture up here on this morning. This is Super Bowl 34. That is a Tennessee Titans receiver being tackled on the one-yard line, a half of a yard short from victory. Now, let me give you a little bit of the backstory. The Tennessee Titans in 1999, before Super Bowl 34, had to put together a really incredible season. Ninety-nine during the NFC Championship, your mind would have been drawn to the flea flicker designed and ran by the Little Giants as they orchestrate their kickoff return with about 30 seconds left on the clock. This same receiver, Dyson, is in the backfield for the Titans, and one player receives down return for victory. So the Titans make it to the Super Bowl. They face the St. Louis Rams. P.N. football, finally he's drafted by the Rams as their backup quarterback. In a pregame game, in a a preseason game, the Rams' starting quarterback is injured, and Steve McNair, the quarterback of the Titans, marches downfield relentlessly, ends up on the 10-yard line with 16 seconds left in the game. One of the best Super Bowls in recent memory, Steve McNair takes the hike, back steps in the shotguns, looks left, fakes, looks right. He's got Dyson running a slant across the middle, releases, Dyson catches, and is hit by a St. Louis linebacker right in the middle of the field on the three-yard line. And you can see in that picture, he's reaching, trying to get the ball into the end zone, and you can see that he just for you, and my strength and your weakness is made perfect. And in the letter that Paul wrote to the Philippian church, Fourth chapter and 13th verse, Paul says, I can do all things through the Lord Jesus Christ who strengthens me. And so we see that if you'll surrender to Christ, then in Christ your best will be good enough. Is he going to give you victory and completely change whatever circumstance you're going in today and make it easy and make it cheerful to victory? That they had come close to peace. That they had come close to purpose, close to getting past that thing that had stricken them for years. But because of lack of surrender, they just fell short. It was right under their nose and it might as well have been miles away from their reach. And in Luke chapter 23, I think scripture records one of the most painful examples of this. This is the story of the un-Jesus whose conduct says a lot about their inner character. And then there's the wicked man hanging on the cross next to Jesus. And we're going to look at what the Bible says about these guys. And my hope is, church, that if your life exemplifies any of the character defects 
that we're going to talk about from the people that were surrounding the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would remedy those so that your best is good enough. In Luke chapter 23, I'm going to start reading in verse 20, 35. Turn with me if you would. I'm reading from the NIV here. And let me just, let me just paint a little bit of critical condition. And he is hanging on the cross that you should have had to carry, that he carried willingly because he loved you, because he wanted to forgive you of your sin. And church, without sin, he was perfect. And you know what? That kind of a lifestyle challenged the religious leaders around him. So they rallied against Jesus. They falsely accused him, and they took him before a guy named Caiaphas, who was like, man, this guy, he'll overthrow us if we don't do something. Let's, let's find some charges. He actually tries to get people to bear false witness against Jesus. Look, is, he, is this guy a Galilean? Oh, good, because I'm going to send him to a guy named Herod, who kind of rules that area. Jesus goes to Herod and me. And so then soldiers beat Jesus with a cat of nine tails, which would have ripped flesh from bone with every blow. And tell us which one of us has smote you on the brow. And Jesus quietly just taking the punishment that was Trent's and that was yours. Because he loved us that much. And after this scourging and he's in critical condition, they toss a cross on his back. And they march him through town parading this man that is king of the Jews as far as they say. They lay him down and they drive nails through his wrists and through his feet. And they hang our Lord on the cross. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him and they said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you're king of the Jews, save yourself. There was written a notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Then he said to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. The two things that I think play into the reason that the thief, the wicked rulers, the soldiers all fall short of the grace of God and yet we're so close has a lot to do with their conduct and their communication. The first thing I want to say here, church, is that the opposite of surrender in your life is setback. That wasn't actually supposed to be funny, so... And Samson was blessed by God with this supernatural ability to carry out God's mission for his life. But he kept one little area of his life of the sin that keeps him locked into coming back again and again and again. It's, it's the sexual experience. It's feeling like somebody really loves him and wants to connect with him. It's feeling like he's God or he's master of the universe or he really is deserving of something. And so he keeps this one little really, really good church at making weak men strong. But the enemy, if there is unsurrender in your life, if there is lack of surrender in your life, church, the enemy is really good at making strong men weak. Get out and throw it away. It's better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown in the fire of hell. I like that phrase, throw it away. Think about this. This is a really... 
tough fiction to wrap your mind around. You gouge out one of your eyes, which I would feel very compelled to do. Or you can look at the trash can right in front of you, step on the lid deal that pops it open, and throw it away. But there's a willingness that Jesus demands of us as peace this week and see how it goes. The Apostle Paul says to put to death, this is Colossians 3, 5, put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. In other words, it's much better to have it's much better to have a funeral service right now in your life over that area that you need to give in surrender over to God right here on earth. The opposite of surrender in your life church is setback. And I think those rulers that Luke wrote about in the 35th verse, there's people there, there's rulers there and they're mocking Jesus. If you really are I think in their life it's because they didn't surrender some things to, and when he has something to say. Fools have to say something. A wise person speaks when he has something to say. Someone foolish just has to say something. And so, you know, I've often read this and I've thought, man, these guys, how dare they talk bad about the Lord Jesus Christ? How dare they let any speech come out of their mouth that is anything short of praising Him and giving Him honor and giving Him glory and them sacrificing themselves to Him and trying to connect more deeply to Him through the words that they speak? But then I, but then I think to myself, man, Trent, if all of your should, and there are lots of times probably I get caught up in the gossip or in speaking out of anger, or speaking because I feel anxiety, or yelling at my kids because it's a little bit chaotic in the home, or at my wife because things aren't exactly like I want each and every little trivial detail to be. But what if I just decided to try and get that piece of me under control? There's a story in, in the book of Esther, in the second chapter. The king is a guy named Xerxes. And he had a wife that was kind of disobedient to him. I'm going to spare you my whole lecture on marriage as far as that's concerned. Didn't like. And so they're sitting out there on the job talking bad about their employer. Right? Now, I know none of you guys ever do anything like that. And I know it's raining outside and you're tired, so I'm saying a lot of this. And it's going in one ear and right out the other. But just, just go with me into this fiction, right, that I know doesn't apply. Brought the consequence of death, how many of us, physical death, how many of us would get our get the words that we speak under control. But sometimes, church, it's the words that we speak that keep us farthest from the truth and grace that we so desperately need. James talks about this. In chapter 3, verses 3 and 6, he says this, When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark, the tongue also is a fire, a death sentence for you. If the words that come from your mouth do not exemplify a character predicated on the life and lifestyle of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just want a game of Scrabble if I would have had all those words, if I could have spelled all those words in my dictionary. If you're the fires of hell. So you have no excuse, ladies, when your kids are out of control to yell at them and speak words of death and frustration and anger over them. I'm sorry, I would like to offer you an excuse, but I can't. 
And man, if you hear your wife doing something like that and you chastise her, trying to do to her what she was doing to the kids in hopes that doing the same thing to her is going to yield some different result, think again. And man, if you guys get frustrated with some passerby or some employer or you're, you're frustrated with yourself, whatever it is, don't, let, don't speak words probably got more access to the truths of God's word we can crack this open on your phone on your internet uh, you watch much TV and the duck dynasty is going to pop on and something awesome is going to flash in front of your face the movie Noah which isn't exactly right but I went and saw it anyway right and I liked it God's not dead there, there are things in our culture such that we're exposed to some of this good stuff and there are things in this church that are absolutely going to expose you to truth. About in that many, the same people and rulers that are criticizing him and mocking him as he hangs on the cross, sued, who he never stopped loving, who he always tried to call out to and show grace and compassion. Where Jesus says, Father, forgive them. My hope is that you would say, Father, forgive me. And you would look at the areas of your life that don't line up with the life of Jesus in the mission? Or would you want to surrender every ounce of sweat that you had left in your body and give it your everything? And my prayer is that you would be that person. And that if there's any area of your life you've not surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you'd surrender it this morning. If you want to join this church or take a prayer request before this body, while these guys sing a verse of a song... I want you to take that opportunity right now. While they sing, you come forward if you need to. Father, we love you.